Joining the chorus, it's time for another North Melbourne Footy Club update with Dean Vasic and special guests on Hashtag Kangaroos. Welcome to another episode. My name is Dean Vasic. You can find me on Twitter at Hashtag Kangas or on Instagram at Hashtag Kangaroos Podcast. So today I was joined by Troy Makepeace once again to do a bit of a preview of the past week. Um... Yeah, I remember talking on the Monday episode with Mark Halai. I was sort of saying, oh, there'll be plenty more news before I do another episode on Thursday. And there has been plenty of news. Obviously, the most uh, notable one was the David Noble parting of ways with the football club uh, early Tuesday morning. Um, Sam Edmund was the first to report it, and then it grew legs after that. And uh, before he knew it, uh, he was gone and out of the club, So, which has now been taken over. Uh, by Lee Adams as coach. So there's plenty to talk about with Troy, so I won't hold you up anymore. I'll bring on Troy right now. All right, so once again, joined by Troy Makepeace. So once again, Troy, I'm joined uh, by you um, with a lot of news coming in the last few days again. Um, Obviously, David Noble uh, getting sacked, or pretty much getting sacked anyway, or told uh, to move on. Um, What are your thoughts on all that and how that's uh, transpired pretty much over the last... Probably the come yeah last few months I guess. Yeah, I think um, yeah everything was sort of leaning towards that direction. Um, I think it was just a matter of when, not if. Um, you know, uh, surprised, yes and no. Um, but I think yeah, his um, the results obviously didn't play in his favour. Um, and personally, I thought you know the the game plan wasn't really showing much improvement um, over the last sort of 10 or 12 weeks. So uh, disappointing, you know, uh, I was a big advocate um, earlier in the year of, you know, uh, being patient, giving him time to um, implement the game plan that he wanted and that he would have seen that would have been successful. Um, Unfortunately, it just hasn't transpired that way. You know, um, have have we pulled the trigger too early? We're never going to know, are we? So, um, yeah, hopefully, uh, looking forward now, uh, we can be positive and proactive in the hunt for um, a new coach, and we'll go from there and, and see how we go next year. Yeah, no, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's not much you can... I mean, it is a results-based industry at the end of the day, and our results have been pretty poor for a number of... Um, not just weeks, uh, months, really. Uh, I think we lost 14 in a row now. Um, you know, I mean... Last Saturday was a big improvement, but uh, obviously it wasn't enough to save his job. Now, he's pretty much said that he, you know, in a uh, press conference uh, on Tuesday, he pretty much said that uh, they asked him, oh, is 38 games enough um, to, you know, for a rebuild? And he said, no, I don't think it is. Um, do you think it's enough time then? Like you pretty, or you just think, oh, the results were that bad that some have to give? I think you, you look for signs of, uh, where the club can be positive going forward. Um, like I mentioned before, I think there were, there was sort of a period there over 10 weeks, you know, and, and we're, we've spoken on a few occasions, Elf and I, um, you know, where come from and, you know, what we expect or what we'd like to see each week. And, you know, we're sort of given what we'd like to see and we just haven't seen it. And I think across the broader, um, you know, North Melbourne supporter base, everyone you sort of read, you know, through Twitter and that everyone likes, would like to see, you know, there were similar thought processes of what we'd like to see. Um, you know, it wasn't necessarily, 
you know, we wanted to win each week. Obviously, that was a bonus, but, um, you know, it was like, you know, an effort, you know, whether it was tackling or pressure on the opposition or, you know, um, you know inside 50s would be another one. You know, just little things like that we just hadn't seen over the last few weeks. So, um, you know, yeah, 38 games, you look at that, it's equivalent of, you know, obviously just, un, just under two seasons of, of games. It wasn't so much for me looking at wins and losses. It was um, how we were winning and how we were losing was a big thing for me. And just, you know, losing 10 or 12 games, average margin of, you know, 60 plus or 40 plus uh, is pretty damning statistic, really. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, look, we, I think we broke the record there. You know, up 10 plus games of over 40 point defeats and, um, yeah, a percentage of uh, barring 1996 Fitzroy the last season in the competition. So, yeah, something had to, I mean, I guess it's the first, um, you know, dominate that roll. You'd have to think that uh, more heads will roll with this, wouldn't you? I mean, I assume, like, the assistance that uh, he brought in will probably have to go, unfortunately. Um, yeah, because I think a new coach that comes in, he'll want to bring his own assistance, and there'll be a number of other things that will happen. You'd have to think that, wouldn't you? Uh, history shows that um, any time a new coach comes in um, and makes sense, really. He'd like, he wants people that he's comfortable with. He wants people that uh, shares his vision. Um, so you'd expect, yeah, a turnover of assistant coaches. Um, obviously, there's you know, the appointments of the recruiting team uh, need to be done as well. So there'll be some new faces in that area too. So you'd see, I think you'll see uh, a big a big change from behind the scenes, um, you know, not so much from the playing group this time, uh, more so from the coaching staff. Um, you know, and I think a lot of it will hinge on um, obviously who, who's going to take over from the head coach's position. Well, we might as well uh, go to that. What sort of coach do you think we need to bring in now? Um, it's it's tough, and and it, well, it's tough in the sense of you know, if you had it in a perfect world, you can obviously reel off what you'd like. But um, I'm sure 24 months ago, in a similar situation about what what coach we needed, um, you know, and everyone thought that Noble was, or most people, I should say, not everyone, uh, most people thought that Noble was the right path to go down, and you know, with the um, benefit of hindsight now, we look back and, okay, um, a raw coach or a new coach taking over a club um, in the situation we're in probably isn't a, the path to go down. I think it's probably a lesson for for all clubs, really, that if you're a, a team that's uh, in a rebuild phase, I think you need to go for an experienced coach that has been, been through um, the whole roller coaster ride of emotions from a coaching point of view from... Uh, over a period of time to, to be able to know what to do in certain situations. So I think that's what we need to go for now is a, a proven coach uh, has been through the system and knows where we need to get to um, and obviously knows how to, how to get there. So, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of talk uh, of Alistair Clarkson, Ross Lyon, Mark Williams. Uh, are they sort of the type of people you'd – one of those or, you know, or, or, or maybe a senior assistant uh, – yeah, so you're pretty much advocating on uh, some, something like that, aren't you? Yeah, I'll, I'll be leaning down. Yeah, personally, I'd like us to lean down that path. Um, you know, Clarkson, I think, should be number one we should go for. Um, Ross Lyons, uh, an interesting one. Um, 
and I say interesting, I've <laughs> in the past I didn't like his coaching style uh, from no. a personal point of view, um, but I certainly see why he is an attractive proposition because um, he demands discipline. Um, he is very structured, knows knows what needs to be done at, at certain times. So, um, you know, if, if I take my personal opinion of of him out of the equation, I think he'll be a very good coach for us going forward because he'll be able to demand those things. Uh, Mark Williams, another one, uh, very interesting. Uh, I like those those three uh, definitely in particular. I think they can come in and stamp their authority on the group and, and on the team uh, and also on the club as a whole. Uh, and, yeah, point us in the right direction. So, yeah, they'll, they'll be three on top of my list, absolutely. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I'll go back to the Ross Lyon one. Um, yep. Just with that dis- whole disciplinarian, um, he demands, you know, um, like real structure. Does that weave thin after a while? Do you think that's there's a shelf life on that, like after three or four years, that, um, yeah, players start getting a bit weary, a bit tired of it, and, you know, that's pretty much it? Well, I reckon um, Clarkson would have had that same mindset from the start. Discipline, this is what I want, this is how I want it done. Um, I think what makes Clarkson special is that he's adapted along the way um, and, and not done wholesale changes. He's just tweaked little things because, as, as you're sort of leading to, some players get com- can get comfortable, in a sense, with um, expectations of, of what a coach wants and, and just stray a little bit. And, and I think Clarkson was very good at redirecting back uh, onto players, um, coaches, redirecting them back onto, onto the path and the direction that he wanted. Um, so that's where I think a, a, a disciplined coach is, can, can be very good in that sense, can adapt after you know, three or four years once he's instilled that um, game plan, once he's instilled the, the discipline and the direction. Um, the the rest of the the journey is all about just making little subtle changes to to suit where they where they're going. Yeah, no, that's that's fair enough. Um, yeah, look, I I, I mean, I'd say Clarkson's the number one option for you and probably a lot of supporters. Is that fair enough? Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, obviously, proven coach, premiership, uh, multiple premiership coach. Um, I think it would be crazy not to not to go hardest uh, for Clarkson. Um, Absolutely, yeah, he's, he's number one. Yeah, he'd be number one option. I, I don't know what it's going to take um, to go after him. Uh, they had the press release on Tuesday and they asked um, Sonia Hood there and there if she's uh, approached Clarkson already and, she's, and she said she hadn't. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll take a uh, face value. But I'm sure she's uh, um, asked him uh, in the last few days about his, what his options will be in the uh, for the future, he's in. I think he's in Hong Kong at the moment, so yeah, that might be a bit difficult right. to reach. So, yeah, we'll, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see how we go. Um, just uh, from a personal experience, you said you didn't really like Ross Lyon. Um, would that like, no, 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 I never said I didn't like him. Yeah, I said yeah. there was some um, things about his coaching style that is just not not the way I would I would go. I think. My personal opinion of, of Ross Lyon is a very defensive coach, and I think, don't get me wrong, defence is, a, is a, a key structure of any successful side. Um, I just have the opinion of game philosophy of 
more going out to not lose a game rather than going out to win a game, um, if that makes sense. Yeah, fair enough. No, sorry, I was misquoted there. Yeah, no, I was. I, I no, did, all good. Not, not a personal thing. <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> want. I don't want people to think that I, I don't like him. And <laughs> I, I don't want people to think that I don't. I wouldn't like him as a coach. I think, he, like I said, he'd be a very good coach. Um, you know, and he he might think that he coaches a, a different philosophy. Like, I, it's just my personal opinion of what I look at from the outside. That's all. Yeah, I. I didn't like the way he coached as well. Uh, and so, like, I, I mean, the way he used um, players like Ryan Crowley on to completely shut out a player um, like Brent Harvey, you know, it was almost dirty tactics, like pinching him behind a play, you know, 100 metres off the ball and so things like that. And I, I don't know. I, look, I mean, it, it doesn't matter what I think if you, you know, but, um, you know, that's the only reason I didn't didn't like the way he coached games. I, I thought he was um, – a lot of his tactics were a lot behind the ball. Um, and so yeah. – but uh, that, that's just my personal thing. I mean, I, I think he was a very good coach. Tactically, he was um, very good and um, got the best out of uh, so, you know his players as well. But and he got uh, St Kilda to a uh, couple of grand finals there. So yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and Freeman yeah, as well. Yeah, they, exactly. He's got a, he's got a proven record in being successful. Um, you know, get or well, getting uh, successful teams. Um, yeah. I just question. Mm-hmm. You know, was that um, defensive side of how he played was that sort of work against him uh, when, mm. when it comes to the crunch in a in a big game uh, in, in the grand final where you just you, you need to win so you need to obviously that sounds simple but kick more goals in the opposition rather than trying to stop the opposition kicking more goals than you if that makes if that makes sense <laughs> yeah yeah a hundred percent yeah I, I agree with that no yeah I mean it's almost like that is he coming to uh, coaches to win game 70 to 60. You know, th- things like that, you know, whereas, uh, yeah, or, or do you go, you know, someone a bit more, uh, you know, attacking, I guess, and uh, trying to win, you know, that's got that uh, option, like, if we are behind, that, um, yeah, we can, you know, come from behind and, you know, put on a score quite quickly and still still win games. So, yeah, yeah we'll, um, we'll wait and Fine see. balance, isn't it? Yeah, oh, that's right. Exactly right. So, yeah, it's a big decision for the club. Um, we've had four coaches in the last five years, so they, they kind of have to nail this one, I guess, and there's no doubt they will be going down an experienced path and um, rather than an untried coach. Um, we'll talk about untried coaches. Uh, the guy that's about to step in, uh, Lee Adams. Now, he's yep. only 34 years old, very young, um, yep. a lot younger than me and you. So yeah, what sort of um, – what are you hoping he brings in the next six weeks um, to give us supporters hope? Um, I'm sure you would have seen little clips from the footy club with his first address to the team. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, so the last couple of days. I, th- I think that's all you can do. Um, mm. I think it's a good philosophy to have. Let's go and enjoy it. And I really like how he said, you know, on one hand, we can enjoy the next six weeks or eight, eight weeks or however long we've got to go. On, on one hand, we do that. But on the other hand, we, we play we, and we play to win. Um, you know, I like how he said, you know, we're, as coaches, we're going to demand demand excellence um, from you um, over the next six weeks. And uh, I think that's a really good starting point. Um, you know, it's not about fluffing their way through the next six weeks and, and wait until they get a new coach. Um, you know, there's obviously going to be guys that are going to get an opportunity to, to stake their claim for, for new contracts. There's going to be guys um, looking to, to build um, or start their... I guess next preseason off on a positive note, 
by finishing off in a strong way. Um, you know, there's going to be guys that are playing for, for spots. Um, and even to, to another extent, there's going to be coaches as well that will be looking to sort of add to their CV, um, you know, if they can get the boys up, you know, for let's let's say hypothetically, let's go um, positive win-loss ratio over the till the end of the season. That That's, a, I guess, a good sign for, for some coaches that might be putting their hand up to, to play bigger roles, whether it's at North or or at other clubs. So there, there's a, still a lot that can be achieved over the next six weeks. So um, I certainly don't think it's a time to put the queue in the rack and, and just uh, yeah fluff their way through the next six weeks and, and wait till pre-season next year. No, definitely not. Uh, it sounds like he wants to play attacking football. Um, like uh, pretty similar to how we play on a Saturday. He wants to play a front half game. Yeah, you know, he's saying the right things, which is you know, which is all you can do. I mean, he's in a you know no lose proposition really. He, he gets good experience for the next six weeks. I coach an AFL team. Like uh, you'd have to think he probably goes back to the VFL team next season. You wouldn't think you'd have a chance for the senior job, would you? After these six weeks, unless we go six and zip and have a percentage of two hundred or something. No, I wouldn't think so. I, I think, um, I think even if hypothetically he wins the next six games, I still don't think we need to um, go down that path. I think history will tell us over the last, like I said, four coaches. Um, you know, we need we need an experienced coach. We need someone that's been there and done it and um, get us through. You know, on the right path over the next three years. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly right. I mean, I think the best case scenario would probably go three and three. Um, you know, uh, and that's probably you know very best case scenario. It's very hard to turn around. Uh, you know, a team that's uh, you know lost fourteen in a row uh, to all of a sudden uh, have that uh, winning belief back in them straight away. But uh, yeah, it sounds uh, it would be a good experience for him, and um, yeah, Absolutely. it'll definitely uh, uh, it'll teach him a lot about uh, managing egos over the next six weeks and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I think it will only be uh, a good thing for him in the long term. So, yeah, whether he wants to, you know, go to a, as an assistant coach um, in the future and maybe even a senior coach, uh, who knows, in five, six years' time, I, I think it will only benefit him. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be uh, it'll be uh, good to good to see, and uh, yeah, hopefully it'll be a good good watch on Saturday as well against Richmond, which will be a good challenge for him. Uh, we'll go back. Um, we'll talk about the Collingwood game uh, from last week a little bit. Um, were you quite impressed with how we played? The hard part for me, unfortunately, Dean, is uh, being involved with local footy is that I don't get to watch um, and I just haven't got around to going back and watching the game. I've been able to see little clips here and there. Um, I, I was still obviously keeping in touch with where we were tracking um, Score-wise, while I was coaching on the sidelines and the, the senior coach that I'm an assistant for, he actually backs for Collingwood, so okay. I was uh, yeah, trying yeah. not to show him the score because I didn't want to get ahead of ourselves. And It was good to see. Uh, it was good to see, obviously, a good start um, and it was good to see that we are able to continue that, obviously, for second and third quarters. Mm. Oh, the concern at three quarter time was obviously can we can we hold on? Have we done enough? Um, you know, when you look back on it, we get one goal in the last quarter. It's almost almost done. I'm not saying it would have been a sure thing, but it's almost done. Yeah. Um, you yeah, know, that's what good sides do, and that's what we need to learn to do is how to put put a game away. Um, you yeah, know, we had opportunities, but yeah, unfortunately, it's uh, back to the drawing board. And the the big challenge now is is backing up this week. Um, 
you know, when we had the similar scenario against Sydney earlier in the year, um, obviously we know what happened over the last 14 weeks. So we need to, yeah, not allow that to happen again. Um, if we look like we're going forward um, in a positive way, we need to, to back up our effort from last week. And I think this week's a really good opportunity to do that. We get, um, you know, Richmond have a couple of outs. They do get a couple of ins, good ins back in. Mm. I think there's a real opportunity to catch Richmond at the right time. And, um, you know, hopefully that'll be this week and we can build off um, that positive game against Collingwood last week and and carry that through to this week. Obviously, it's been a big week on the club point of view. Um, so it'll be obviously how the how the boys have responded um, and, and where they can get their their minds at in a positive frame of mind on Saturday uh, and go forward 100 miles an hour and, and just see how we go. And, yeah, throw a spanner in the works again, hopefully. Yeah, I mean... Well, a lot more tacking this uh, last week against Collingwood. Um, yeah, look, we we definitely try to move the ball a lot quicker, try to play a front half game as opposed to previous weeks um, where it was just chip chip and a long ball down a line uh, to three on one, four on one. So yeah, and it was um, yeah, it was a lot better last week. Uh, it sounds like Patch Adams wants to continue that uh, for the for the rest of the season, which will be good to see. Uh, I want to talk to you about. Uh, a couple of players. I'll talk to you about a, a good one that's been in uh, absolutely sensational form in the, probably the last couple of months. That's the form of uh, Luke Davis Uniac. He's almost uh, as good as anyone in the competition in the midfield right now, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's um, put together some some really good games. Uh, obviously, uh, good form um, breeds really strong confidence. And when you when you're um, playing with confidence, freedom that he's playing with. Uh, you know, you get in that sort of groove and things, you know, bounce your way. They, they things go your way and, and everything just rolls along really nicely and it's just about maintaining that. Uh, he's in, He's been fantastic, uh, really clean, um, great with the clearances. You know, I think, you know, the tackles as well is really important. I think that defensive side of it being a good midfielder, one, to be able to, to break from stoppages and, and get some good clearances, but... To have that defensive side as well is a real, a real asset. Um, yeah, what what do you have last week? The a quadruple double of yeah, uh, yeah. Well, thirty-three is, uh, think, positions. Uh, you know, uh, eleven handballs, uh, sixteen contested, seventeen uncontested, eleven tackles, uh, eight score involvements. Um, yeah, uh, seven hundred ninety meters gained or something like that. So, yeah, it's not a bad game, is it? Double figure clearances. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I I forgot that one. Thanks for reminding me. So, yeah, exactly. It's a real, real complete game, and um, to the point where obviously Collingwood saw him as a as a real asset for us. Obviously throughout the game, but um, definitely in that last quarter, they played him a bit tighter and um, quelled his influence a little bit. Um, Yeah, and and that was a, I guess, a bit of a stepping stone for them getting back on top was to stop his influence in the last quarter. So uh, credit to him, how he's going. Great for him to maintain that throughout the uh, the remainder of the year. And, um, you know, blokes can jump on his coattails and, and get dragged along for the ride as well, gain some of his confidence. Um, you know, hold us in good stead to hopefully get a, a positive win-loss ratio over the, over the next six weeks. It'll be great. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, yeah, no, he's... I mean, I guess the uh, next uh, challenge for him 
would be he's probably going to get a lot more attention now, isn't he, from opposition clubs? Oh, 100%. Um, uh, and just dealing with that. Opposition clubs would be crazy not to put more time into him. Um, you know, and this is where he needs uh, players around him to step up. You know, I think I think Greenwood's um, been pretty solid over the last few weeks. Uh, Simpkin, if he can piece together, you know, sort of carry a bit of the workload as well. Um, throw Jason Horn Francis in there this week for more midfield minutes. You know, I think there's there's some guys there that if they can, like I said, jump on his coattails and and gain some of the confidence and see what he's see what he's able to do and how he's been able to do it over the last few weeks. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow his lead. Um, I think we can have a very dangerous midfield um, that can get the ball inside fifty and and obviously give opportunities for scoring shots. So. Yeah, that that's that's a challenge, not just for LDU to to deal with the pressure that's going to come towards him, but also for the players around him. They can help him through that um, by you know really carrying the workload as well. So yeah, it's a real challenge for the whole midfield group. But yeah, hopefully they can share some of the load for him. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, obviously uh, Horn Francis uh, is a good inclusion. That will go probably straight into midfield. Thought Jed Anderson was quite good last week. Thirty three touches. Jai Simpkin thirty one. So he did get a bit of help. Uh, it wasn't just all him, but um, yeah, he, he definitely stood out uh, as far as clearance work goes. And and probably if you got the first clearance in the last quarter, you probably and we got a goal out of it. You probably would have thought that that might have been enough. But uh, yeah, just Collingwood got a couple early clearances, kicked two goals in the first two minutes, got it back to the under fourteen points and then it was always going to be hard work after that. And uh, you could almost sense the belief uh, started coming out of the players. Like Colin, I think uh, one of the commentators even mentioned uh, that uh, one team believed they could win and the other team believed they couldn't. And that was probably yeah. different in the end. So, and that's, uh, that just comes through um, winning, I guess. Uh, the more times you win, yep. the more belief you get. So, and they come from, yeah, they had uh, six wins in a row or something like that. So, yeah, it's just a... Uh, just the way it goes. I want to talk to you about another player um, that's copped a bit of criticism this week, and that's Jaden Stevenson. Um, I don't know if you've seen a couple of his efforts in the last quarter, but um, where do you think his football's at at the moment? Yeah, he's, um, I wouldn't say crossroads, but there's yeah, obviously when when you when when you have little losses like that when you're in winning situations, games get dissected. Um, a lot more critically um, instances like he had been put through get um, commented on a lot more critically as well. And unfortunately it was him uh, at this time that was sort of under the microscope. Um, you know, obviously I have a soft spot for, for defenders and defenders make a mistake Chances are a goal gets scored. A forward makes a mistake. It can be fixed up through the midfield, or worst case scenario, it can be fixed up in your in your back line. So, the the room for error for a defender is is a lot more um, slimmer than than it is for a forward. And, and that's not to say that I don't value forward pressure or anything like or midfield pressure or anything like that. I I just think when you look at in terms of you know where mistakes can be made um, and the consequences for mistakes made in certain areas uh, vary um, significantly. So, obviously, you know, he makes a mistake, uh, gets a, sc- a goal scored against him, so it's, it's critical, whereas a, a mistake gets made in a, in a forward line, 
um, it can get sort of not glossed over, but lost, yeah. I guess, in the in the analysis. Um, it's not it's not marked as hard, I don't think. So yeah, he's he's defender made a couple of mistakes and and they scored goals. So unfortunately, yeah, he was the one that's under the microscope. So I feel for him in that sense. Um, it's a bit of a um, I guess it's a bit of a new position for him hmm. as well. So it's learning experience for him. Um, and then lastly, you've got to take him on his word for, for how, how sore he was um, to the point where he had to take himself off, off and be subbed out of the game. So um, I think that was obviously significant enough for him to do that. Um, whether that played a role in or even, um, you know, some of the things that were pointed out in the media I thought was a bit harsh because his direct opponent didn't score some of the goals. It was just, oh, if it had gone out that way or you know, yeah. um, there's a bit of ifs and maybes involved in some of the analysis directed squarely at him. Um, you know, the tackle on McCreary, um, I, yeah, okay. I, I, I'd say he could have gone a bit harder there and a bit harder earlier and may have stopped the goal. But yeah, I think the analysis directed um, squarely at Jaden Stevenson for us not winning that game is is quite harsh. Um, I don't I don't think he was a from what I saw I don't think he was uh, the sole reason why we didn't win that game. No, definitely not. Um, in saying that, if you were Lee Adams, would you play him in, in the back line this week? Has he, has he been selected this week? Yeah, he has been selected this week. Yes. Hey, um... <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm, I thought he was. I, I, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. Up. Yeah, um, no, he's coming. Oh, um, if they think that that is a hundred percent direction, we can head with him um, and see that as value um, going into next season. Uh, I think, yeah, we need to stick with it. If it's if it's just a um, if it's just a a two-week thing you know, just to get him in the game or, or something like that, um, I'd say no. I'd say if you're going to look at players about who's going to take us forward and, and what position they're going to play to be able to do that, I think the next six weeks you need to play those players in those positions and say, here you go, this is your dress rehearsal. Um, we need you, for us to be successful in three years' time, we need you to play this role. And you've got six weeks to, to do that. So it's it's a hard one. Uh, if that's if that's where they see him playing in three years' time, then I say go for it, playing there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they do. I, yeah, I mean, I don't mind trialing there to learn the defensive side of the game because it doesn't come naturally for him. It, you know, he's, he's not uh, that type of player, but um, he'll he'll probably learn a lot about um, defensive part of the game, and he's still got a long way to go as far as that goes. But and you know some players are, are just naturally don't have it. You know they they're not uh, defensive players. So you know um, you can't have twenty two players uh, all do the same thing at the end of the day. So you've got to have a bit of variety. You know it's like uh, a buffet. You know there's uh, a bit of everything there. So yeah, no, I, I don't mind it. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll probably go away from it this week. I'd like to push him up the ground. Um, if we're going to play a bit more attacking, I'd like to see how he is. Um, you know inside the fifty. You know, um, you know, you know, more in a more dangerous position because he's got a lot of class about him, and yeah. that's how he made his name at, at Collingwood uh, inside yeah. the four fifty. So, yeah, we'll um, we'll see how we go. Uh, well, might as well go to the team changes then. Um, obviously, uh, your 
pretty disappointed Kane Turner didn't come straight back in this week. <laughs> no, I, um, personally, I think it's a good move. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're not the uh, only one. Yeah, look, yeah, he he's um, divides a lot of opinion. Um, yeah. yeah, a lot of people see the value in uh, defensive forward um, getting under the skin of opposition players. Um, yeah, and then there's the other side of it. You know, um, the other side of it to me is by playing. Kane Turner, I think we're starving another player opportunity to get some games under their belt uh, in a senior situation um, and putting some time into a young player to learn their craft at AFL level. Um, my personal opinion is I think I don't think Kane Turner is going to be one of those players that's going to um, take us forward um, over the next few years. So I think we need to spend time. Uh, and effort into some uh, a young player, you know, um, that over the next six weeks can gain gain a hell of a lot of experience and give them a taste of what's to come. So then they can attack the preseason um, with a lot more vigor than you might expect had they not played. So that's sort of where I stand with with um, Turner, unfortunately. No, that's fair enough. Uh, it's it's not a uh, you know a, a direct personal attack on him. It's just uh, the direction we want to go as a football club. And yeah, we'd rather get uh, six weeks into a, you know, a younger player like a Jason Lord Francis. Um, so we'll we'll get to that selection there. Jason Lord Francis comes back into the team. Chadwell Zaro's out, only out. Uh, Jack Marnie's also omitted, um, but he was the medical sub last week. Came on the last quarter. Now. Uh, we exchanged a couple of texts last week. You were obviously, uh, it's fair to say, a bit disappointed with Jason and Francis going straight back uh, through the twos. Um, yeah, I was a little bit. I think, um, like I said just previously, I think he's one that can get a lot of value out of um, regular senior game time. Um, you know, was there a lesson in that for him, but also a, a sort of hidden lesson for, for anyone else? I guess, um, you know, you, you sort of do the crime, I guess, um, getting reported, you know, um, earn your spot back through through the VFL. I understand that point of view. Um, I watched a bit of his game, a fair bit of his game on last Saturday morning. Um, and I thought he, he attacked it fantastically well. Um, he was really good. In, in the clearances, um, you know, early days, he took a little bit to get going uh, in the first sort of five, ten minutes. Um, but even just his ability to be able to find the front spot um, and attack the ball um, or attack the man with the ball, you know, he didn't get too many touches in the first 10 or 15 minutes. And I, but I just like the way his attitude was to attack the, the contest head on and then obviously things started bouncing his way and he got his hands on the footy quite a bit. He was like 29 touches and a, and a goal. Um, it was a really solid contribution and a great way to to put his hand up for selection this week and uh, obviously that was a, a no-brainer for him to come back in this week and um, yeah, hopefully he's gained a lot of confidence from that. And yeah, uh, Like I said, other players might look at that and go, okay, that's what needs to be done to, to get get a well, put my hand up for a senior game, and I think it's only only positive. So hindsight, yep, I was disappointed he didn't play, but I think um, the end result I think is a real positive one for for Jason and a real positive one for the rest of the team going forward. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Um, you know, I think he responded uh, really well. Like after uh, playing reserves, we weren't too sure because you know his attitude probably has been questionable a few, or questioned at least a few times throughout the course of the season. So we weren't too sure what what sort of response you would get from him. Um, as far as getting dropped to the reserves. But uh, he responded really well. 29 possessions, seven clearances, six marks. Kicked a great goal on his left foot in the last quarter from about 40 out as well. So, yeah, the kind of response uh, you wanted to see. And, uh, yeah, definitely, at least he um, you know, definitely uh, earned his spot back into the team. So that was uh, that was really good to see. Um, and the other, yeah, thing, the other thing, sorry, mate, the other thing I liked with his game was how he got in behind the ball and actually worked back and helped out back six. Yeah. Uh, I think he took a really nice mark. Um, might have been the second quarter, I think yeah, it was. Contested um, yeah, yeah, it was yeah contested mark. Yeah, contested mark in the back line. And, yeah, his ability to, to work back and help out the back six, I think, is, again, another real positive uh, for him. Just shows his his abilities, I think. Um, not only the clearance stuff, but, yeah, helping out his teammates in the back line, prepared to work back and obviously can work hard going forward as well. So, yeah, really, really good, really good game and, like I said, hope, hopefully gains a lot of confidence from that. And, um, you know, the club's obviously in a confident sort of spot with how we went last week. Just need to back it up and hopefully carry that through for, for this week. And, we're yeah, um, I think we're I'm a lot more confident this week than what I was last week, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, going into last week's game, I was, I was expecting another cricket score, to be honest with you, the way we'd been sort of going and the way Collingwood had gone. But, and we yeah. surprised... Um, them and a lot of people, and would have been one of the biggest um, boilovers in, uh, in, in probably this year, and probably for a number of years as well, as far as a win goes. But uh, yeah, it was at least it was a uh, competitive effort. So yeah, we're certainly hoping we can get that against uh, Richmond this week. So in saying that, how do you want to see the boys um, play this week against Richmond? Um, do you want to sort of see a bit more attacking? Um, and a bit more, a uh, bit more of a game structure as opposed to you know, um, well, not last week, but uh, previous weeks to that? Yeah, um, I think we set a bit of a, a standard last week um, in what we're capable of. Um, so I think going forward now, it's, it's all about demanding players that we play a similar way because obviously that worked. It was successful. Um, but I think um, Patch has got a opportunity now to demand that of the players this week because he knows and the players should know that what he's demanding and what he's asking is not impossible because they've proven that they can do it so um, I think there's that expectation sort of um, demand now that um, can be put placed on the on the team to be able to, to carry that out and, and know that it works um, and have the confidence and know that it works so um, I think it'll be come down to execution I think is critical um, but also not not forcing it as well. Like I think in the past we've been sort of trying to force kicks and force particular game uh, ball movement, um, and it hasn't really been the right option to take at that particular time. So yeah, it's going to be that balance again as well. Uh, balance of you know um, when to go quick and and when to to slow down and and play a bit of tempo footy. So. Um, yeah, if we can find that balance, I think uh, we'll go a long way to, to having a really good result. So, yeah, the expectation is obviously um, play like we did last week, play for four quarters this time, uh, learn from what happened in the last quarter if we're in that situation again, 
um, in the yeah, we'll, we'll put ourselves in a really good position. Yeah, I thought last week we did attack the corridor early and it came off, and then all of a sudden the ground opened up. Like uh, all of a sudden it was space wider towards the ground, and Collingwood really found it tough to uh, man up. We were able to hit those shorter targets quite easily, and we're were able to get uh, repeat uh, inside 50 entries. I think uh, we had 59 inside 50 entries last week, which is the most we've had since uh, the Gold Coast game last year. So, yeah, if we can uh, keep doing that, you know, I mean, if we can just get a couple of those kicks going early that uh, go through the corridor and we attack them, then all of a sudden the game opens up uh, everywhere else. So we're certainly hoping for that. Uh, in saying all that, uh, Troy, um, do you think we're a chance to win this week? Um, yeah, definitely. Like I said earlier, I think we've got an opportunity to catch Richmond at the right time in the sense yeah, of, right. um, you know, they've sort of been under the, uh, a little bit of pressure, I guess you could say. Um, but, yeah, that, you know, a couple of big outs, I think Soldo and, and Lynch out um, gives us an opportunity. Um, but, like I said, you know, we can't obviously just discount their players that they got coming in, um, very good players coming in as well, but mm. big opportunity. I think, yeah, like I said, a lot more confident this week than last week. Um, I think it's good to be able to go into this week and say if we do this, this and this right, then we're a chance, whereas previously um, I really didn't know where that positivity was, was coming from. Now we can see it. Um, yeah, I think you get X, Y, Z, right? We're, we're a big chance. Yeah, yeah, I definitely couldn't agree more. Yeah, they've got a couple outs, um, big-name players as well. So it certainly uh, opens the door for us. And probably, you know, I think the last time um, we lost the coach, we played Richmond as well as Reece Shaw's first game. We ended up beating them. So in that, and that was the year they won the flag as well. So, yeah, certainly, uh, yeah. hopefully, uh, Lightning does strike twice again. And, uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, we... Yeah, we uh we we finally break uh, our fourteen game losing streak, but uh yeah we'll uh, we'll wait and see how we go. Uh, anyways, Troy, uh, did you want to add anything else before I let you go? Um, no, the only thing I was thinking about saying during the week is obviously the coaching side of things um, will take a little while. Um, I just want to know what your thoughts would be on uh, obviously the the. The big issue is um, Jason Horn Francis and where he's going to be um, you know, 18 months' time. My opinion is I think his signature would be decided on who we get as a coach. I think um, if we get a, a coach, say, hypothetically, like Clarkson, I think that might play a bit of a part into to what Horn Francis does um, you know, leading into contract talks next year. So I think um, not only is the coach side of things or the coach dis- coaching decision hinge on how we're going to or what direction we're going to take, uh, where we're going to be in three years' time, I think that personally, I think the coaching decision will have a, a big impact on um, Jason or Francis in particular, but also some other players that might be uh, might have been um, questioning um, where they're going to be. Uh, over the next few years, so yeah, watch your space. But that's just my opinion. I think, yeah, a big call on on the coach could have um, you know, cascading ramifications uh, down the line when we when the time comes. 
Oh, 100%. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I'm sure they'll try and get uh, the signature of Jason and Francis um, at the end of the season, uh, try and sign him for at least a couple more extra seasons. Um, they don't want to go into next season with that uh, speculation uh, going over his head and, you know, over the club's head that, uh, that uh, it, you know, he wants to go back home and so forth. We're already getting enough of that this year, so we, we'll try and uh, get that sorted Um yeah, you know, at the end of the season, I'll I'll have to think. Now, I'm sure they're going to talk to players like Jack Zebel, uh, a number of others, and probably ask him, you know, what, what are your thoughts on this uh, X Y Z? Uh, what sort of coach do you do you think we need, yeah. and so forth? Like, I don't think it's just going to be, you know, uh, like I'm sure, you know, the, the committee, you know, the board, um, they decide the coach, but um, I'm sure they'll want the input of a, a number of uh, people and and players as well. So, yeah. yeah yeah, so yeah, and uh, like you said, that that plays a big part in uh, you know contracts and so forth. And um, yeah, look, uh, we've got Cameron Zerhas, probably the biggest name we've got coming out of contract in the end of the season, and that's someone you probably want to tie up for the next couple of years at least. For sure. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how we go. Well, anyways, Troy, um, where can people find you on Twitter if they want to chat to you more about North Melbourne? Uh, happy to have a chat at Lego Shark Thirty Five on on Twitter and um, yeah, love talking all things North and love getting the opinions of uh, the supporters out there. And um, you know, it's hard at the moment. Yeah. But um, I'm really looking forward to when things start to turn, start talking about some real positive things over the next few years, mate. So yeah, happy to have a chat on Twitter. If anyone wants to touch base. Yeah, sounds good. So definitely give uh, Troy a follow there and uh, yeah, he's happy to reply to anything you may ask. So, anyways, Troy, uh, thanks very much for your time. I really appreciate it, and I'm, I'm sure I'll chat to you soon again. Uh, loving the chats as always, Dean. Thanks very much for having me, mate. So, thanks once again to Troy Makepeace for taking the time to come on the show. I know he's a very busy man with his uh, very young family, but uh, and it's always good to get him on a show. Uh, anyways, that's it for this episode. So, I will be back probably early next week, either Monday or Tuesday, to do a bit of a review of our performance. Uh, uh, Lee Adams's first uh, performances coach uh, against Richmond on Saturday afternoon. I will be going to the game. I'll, I'm actually bringing my uh, young daughter along for her f- very first uh, football game. Um, somehow she's a Richmond supporter. Don't get me started on that. Um, yeah, I've almost disowned her, but uh, I might even leave her at the ground if she annoys me. But um, yeah, I'll be I'll be there and uh, looking forward to seeing how uh, Patch Adams goes in his first game. So yeah, uh, Plenty to look forward to uh, over the next six weeks. Um, hopefully, we'll bring a good brand of football. So, yeah, we'll um, we'll see how we go for the rest of the season. Um, once again, thanks to all you people that like, uh, retweet, um, comment on the show. It really helps the show. It's uh, growing, you know, very quickly at the moment. So, yeah, no, it's uh, it's going really well, and I, I can't thank you listeners uh, enough. Um, and that's it. Uh, so, I will leave a shout out today to Joe McLaren. Bye for now.